You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 164. And we're going to talk about that time that Nintendo decided Mario was a certified physician. Or at least a pharmacist. Or He was giving out medicine. We're going to talk the treasure... That is Dr. Mario. Uh, As many of you know, I have an affinity for Tetris and I loves me some puzzle games. And Dr. Mario might, might just be number two after Tetris. Uh, Not only on the NES, but just as a whole when it comes to these types of games. I fucking, God, I love Dr. Mario. It's it's, it's perfect. Or it's it's really fucking close. Maybe it's it's not perfect, but it's, it's very good. Very, very good. The music, the simple mechanics, the strategy, those fucking viruses... And even though Mario does absolutely nothing except throw random pills into a bottle and look at you like you're the fuck up when it doesn't work, he's there too. It is a great package. It's And he really does look at you like that too. Like you lose and he turns and looks at you and raises his hands like you're like, man, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, you didn't go to Toad's Medical Academy, hey? And it's like, fuck you. First of all, it's Academy, not Academy, you goddamn 
fucking guy. Anyways, uh, my guest this week is the gentleman of Remember the Game Industries, my buddy and fellow stand-up comedian David Ray. He's also the host of the Quantum Kickflip podcast, which is fun to say, and a dope show, and you can find its info in the description of this podcast. And we'll get there in just a minute, because speaking of info you can find in the description of this podcast, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros, have, they're a little beefy. They're fairly, but they don't suck. They're fun. They're like the delightful opening cinematic in a video game. So just, if you don't watch the intro, you won't know what's going to happen. Just hang it. Just give it a chance. Just try it. Um, I have no choice but to plug it. This is the last time you're going to hear this plug unless you listen to old episodes and you're going to hear it forever. Uh, I will be at the Calgary Expo this Saturday, September 11th, hosting a panel about podcasting. And if you're listening to this and thinking, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you're not wrong. But somehow I found a way to create an audio service thing, a creation of audio stuff holy fuck if the fucking calgary expo hears me try to plug this they're gonna pull the panel uh i may not know a lot but i figured out how to make a podcast that works so i'm gonna be talking about it this saturday september 11th 2 45 p.m it'll be in your agenda your schedule at the calgary expo so if you're in around calgary and you're coming to the expo come by and say hi i would love to meet you and it'd be nice to know that someone will be in my panel and it won't just be me talking to an empty room for half an hour uh we also have merchandise we have hoodies t-shirts coffee mugs tank tops all rocking sweet rad retro gaming art drawn by my man joe over at 4545creative.com and we actually have our new console war tee is up right now and it's doing very well and we may just have a new shirt going live tomorrow september 9th because if you don't know 9999 is a pretty big day to those sega fans not the saturnians they're they can't count to nine but you dreamcast fans 9999 was a big day and i know the dreamcast didn't work but it's fucking memory is going to live on forever with our new sega dreamcast t-shirt so hit up remember the game podcast.com if you want to check out any of our merchandise it's a great way to support the show and i'm biased i really do think it's some of the coolest looking video game uh clothing out there hang on i gotta drink some water here this is what i get for taking pills prescribed to me by a fucking plumber uh and of course if you don't like clothes the cheapest easiest way to well i guess the cheapest way to support the show would be to just listen to remember the game but if you want more remember the game you can support us on patreon Uh, it's it's fucking incredible how fast our patreon is growing and it really is a banging value if you don't hate the sound of my voice for only two bucks us per month you get two additional podcasts every week you get exclusive access to both my gaming news show game patch every single friday where i look at the biggest news in the world of video games and put my own little profanity lay spin on it and my gaming discussion podcast expansion pass every thursday now we just changed up the release schedule to accommodate my side job as a stand-up comedian on the weekends so now if you're a supporter of us on patreon at the two dollar level you'll have remember the game every wednesday you'll have expansion pass every thursday you'll have game patch every friday that is a great great fucking lineup holy ass um this past week on expansion pass we talked about sonic the hedgehog just our memories of sonic our hot takes what we want to see come out of the future we talked about the games the comic books the tv shows it was just a giant sonic circle jerk and as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of that circle jerk last weekend's expansion pass sonic the hedgehog 
Yo, I'm gonna get into Sonic Mania in a few minutes because I have a I you guys know the fucking raging hard on I have for Sonic Mania. If you listen to the show regularly, I'll get there in a minute. I think. Listen, I know that I don't think there's anyone out there. If there is, sure, okay. But I don't think there's that many people out there saying that Sonic One is the best of the original trilogy. I know that Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles has its fans. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more in a minute. I think if you were to poll every Sonic fan in the world about which of the original trilogy is their favorite game or the best game in the trilogy, I think Sonic 2 would probably come out on top. I think that's the game that the most people talk about. I don't know if it was the introduction of Tails. I know that they added the fucking charge up spin ball in Sonic 2. I don't know if maybe not as many people played Sonic 3 or maybe they thought Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles was just a little bit more convoluted. And I'm not saying Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles is bad by any stretch. It's just Sonic 2 is the one that you fucking hear about all the time. So that was last week's episode, and now for this week's episode, uh, we're going to talk about stuff we miss about retro gaming. Because listen, gaming today is incredible, no doubt. I've said it many times, I truly feel like we're entering the new golden age of video games. But games like Dr. Mario weren't without their charm. A lot of us consider those 80s and 90s gaming era just, uh, that's a very special time for a lot of us old folks. So we're going to talk about the stuff that we actually liked better about gaming back in the day than we do now. So that's going to go live tomorrow. As again, Expansion Pass is a Thursday after or a Thursday podcast now. And don't forget, next Thursday, it is our incredibly highly anticipated Gaming Confessions episode number two. Last year, we did an episode about Gaming Confessions where you wrote in with your confessions and I judged all you for it. And to this day, it's probably considered the best episode of Expansion Pass we've ever done. We'll be doing another one next week. So again... Two bucks gets you instant access to all those podcasts, over a hundred bonus old episodes, a couple of new ones every week. Plus, you can join our Discord, you get a chance to vote in our Patreon poll, you get the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts, you can DM with me, and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons, Hans Gruber. Dylan Flora, Jackson M, Joseph Oblivion, Craig Sutherland, Rob Serino, Pat Myaz, Dazja 1K1T, and Matthew Damico. Thank you all so much. Consider it a badge of honor if I mispronounced your name. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. Best value you can get for two bucks if you like an idiot rambling about video games. I have a PO box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Shoot me a letter, postcard, something. I'll shoot you something back. We'll be best friends. And you can find me on Twitch. Uh, if you go to twitch.tv and look for member the game, not remember, member the game. I have subs turned off. I bowed out of the affiliate status. Not after your money. It's just a way for me to hang out and chat with our community. So follow me there. It's free. It'll tell you when I log on and you can come by, tell me I suck or whatever you want. Ow, and I just hit the table with my fucking hand. God damn it, that really hurt. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Ah, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you. Fuck sakes. I was having a good podcast too. Uh, it is our opening segment of the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not quite always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. Fuck, my hand hurts. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Ah. 
Son of a bitch, that did hurt. Fuck me. Uh, I like peeled the skin back on my knuckle. Uh, let's blow. And our first blower this week is Zach Shepard, who wrote in on Patreon and said, Recently, I started playing Hollow Knight and the Mega Man Legacy Collection based on your recommendations. It made me think of all of the games I've never touched because I thought the sequels meant they had a real order to them, especially all those Final Fantasy games. I think a good expansion pass episode would be a best games to start with in a series for newcomers, which Final Fantasy is a good place to start that isn't too hard or too complicated which indie platformer will only make you pull out some of your hair etc uh zach thanks for first of all i hope you're enjoying hollow knight the Mega man legacy collection because that is you have some fucking great video get two of my favorite i mean i guess the Mega man legacy collection is like six of my favorite games but those are some of my favorite games of all time uh that's actually not a terrible episode there are actually series that i myself have stayed away from for that exact reason where i'm like i don't want to play all these to fucking get in and i think by and large not all of them but a lot of game companies are doing a pretty good job of making the the uh level of entry pretty easy like final fantasy other than if you're playing like Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2 or you're playing Final Fantasy 13 1 2 3 by and large you can just hop into Final Fantasy and play whatever game you want just i know that's just one example that you pulled up um but that's not a terrible idea at all we should throw that on the poll this month because you that's another not to sneak in another patreon plug but our patrons decide what our last expansion pass is going to be every month and that'd be a great topic just for what it's worth just to, to kind of put a bow on this if you were to ask me which final fantasy is a good place to start that isn't too hard or complicated i would i mean i don't think any of them are not complicated i would maybe say and fuck, no matter what I say, there's people listening with bated breath right now because no matter what I say, I'm going to get people fucking yelling at me and be like, I can't believe you suggested that game and blah, 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 blah. I, the Final Fantasy I started with was Final Fantasy 4, which was Final Fantasy 2 on the Super Nintendo. And it's not easy, but I don't think it's the most, I do think it's one of the more basic Final Fantasy games. And I, it's still one of my personal favorites. I also think nine is a fucking masterpiece, albeit a little bit more complicated. And Final Fantasy 7, whether you think it's overrated or not, which I kind of do, um, is a great place to start too. Because I'm, I'm, there's a ton of people that started with Final Fantasy 7. So those would probably be my recommendations. But no matter what I say, I'm going to get yelled at. And what's indie platformer will only make you pull out some of your hair. They're all going to make you pull out your hair. But I suggest starting with Shovel Knight because it's the best one. So there you go. Thanks, Zach, for writing in. That's a good idea. John Woodruff wrote in and said, Hello, Adam. Hey, John. Have you ever heard of a game called Harmful Park on the PlayStation 1? It passed me by back in the day, but I've recently gotten into it, and I love it. It's a side-scrolling shooter. Just wondering if you'd heard of it before. I would definitely recommend it if you haven't. I'm not going to lie to you, John. I have never heard of Harmful Park, but I looked it up after reading your comment. Not what I expected. The one, the page I looked up called it a cute em up instead of a shoot em up I was expecting like a really dark, gritty shooter, but it is like a really childish, cute-looking shooter in an amusement park, and apparently the villain's name is Dr. Tequila, which fucking sounds awesome, but apparently it's also one of the more expensive PS1 games out there. So uh, I have not played Harmful Park, but you've got it on my radar now. Doesn't mean I'm going to get to it. My backlog is fucking longer than Homer's Revenge List, but I do. It looks like a fun, cool little game. Also, I'm not going to. A couple of you wrote in asking if, for some reason, I don't know why it came up this week, but a couple of people asked if we're going to cover Max Payne on the podcast at some point. Absolutely. I haven't played Max Payne since the one time I did play through it back in like the, whenever it came out on the original Xbox. I fucking love Max Payne. So there's a Max Payne fan sitting behind this microphone. We're going to cover Max Payne at some point, I promise. Makeshift Mallow Money 
wrote into us on Patreon and said, after hearing the Colin Moriarty interview with Philip Mewson regarding his plagiarism, what would your reaction be if you woke up tomorrow and read a Remember the Game episode written out by someone else at GameSpot or IGN, and what actions would you take? So just quickly, if you don't know, Philip Mewson was a... Uh, uh, and uh, a writer, I guess he was. He was a content creator at IGN. He ran their Nintendo podcast for a while. He did game reviews and stuff like that. And he got caught plagiarizing. He was taking other people's reviews and then just making them into his IGN reviews. And he got caught and blacklisted from the industry. This was years ago. And last week, uh, he did an interview with Colin Moriarty and talked about the whole thing. So, uh, what would my reaction be if I woke up tomorrow and I read or remember the game episode written by someone else at GameSpot or IGN? I would either think that that person is an idiot who's borderline illiterate because it would be written out the way I talk, or I would message GameSpot or IGN or whoever did it and say, I'm sorry that you've fallen on such hard times that you have to resort to copying my podcast of all of them. Um, that's, I don't know what I would do. Probably not very much. I don't know. I never really gave it that much thought. Like I've never traded. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough question. I'd probably call them out on it, but I, I say this like honestly, like honestly, I'd probably call them out. I'd probably send them an email and be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" In reality, they're never gonna do that because my type of podcasting doesn't fit into what they do or anything like that. Which is too bad because I'm telling you all right now, and I don't even know if I would take a deal if I was ever offered one. Can you imagine? Remember the game with the fucking. The, the the machine that is IGN or GameSpot or somebody behind it fucking pushing it on social media and everything, we would take over the... We'd take over the world, but I don't think they're ever going to copy me. You can only type out the word fuck so many times. And I don't imagine articles on IGN containing the phrase suck my dick or suck that game's dick, I guess. I never say suck my dick, but anyway. Thanks, makeshift money. Uh, stupid monkey wrote in and said, considering how much you did slash do drive for comedy... What is your go-to audio for the trip? Is it your 90s pop, audiobooks, podcasts, random talk, radio? What keeps podcasting comedy superstar Adam Blank awake for those drives? And also, is Splinter a rat mutated into a human or a human mutated into a rat? Okay, so I'm going to tackle the second question first. And this one's tough because if you watch the original Ninja Turtles movie, Splinter was a rat that then became humanoid, like humanized. If you watch the original cartoon, he was a human that then became a rat. I honestly don't know what he was in the original comic books. I should have looked that up beforehand. I'm of the mindset... I like it better that when he was a human that became a rat. I think that makes more sense than a rat in his cage mimicking karate. I like the idea, or fucking in the later ones where he found a book and taught himself karate with it. I like the idea that he was a human karate master, went to New York, found the turtles, and then came into contact with the ooze and a rat, and then it turned him into a rat. I think that makes more sense. To answer your first question, what do I listen to when I'm on the long drives doing the old comedy? Um... <clears throat> I guess it kind of, I don't do audiobooks. Uh, I don't do a lot of talk radio. I used to when I had Sirius XM, but we got rid of Sirius XM a while back. Um, it depends on my mood. Either podcasts, and primarily my podcasts are wrestling and true crime shows, or yeah, or an assortment of, of 90s pop. And for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge pop music fan. My phone is full of, I could like fucking listen to this. I'll fucking just pick a, look, this is literally the song that was on my phone right now. That's literally the song that I was just listening to on my phone. I love me some pop music. So either wrestling podcasts, true crime podcasts, or 90s pop music. Thanks, Stupid Monkey. Trevor Sevenoaks 
said, hey, Adam, if you were dumped on a desert island, what would be your choices to take? You can take one arcade cabinet other than Miss Pac-Man, one console and two games, one book and one CD to play in the CD player that happens to be there. What kind of fucking island do you have that could run all these things and just happen to have a CD player there? And where am I traveling that I had an arcade cabinet with me? That wasn't Miss Pac-Man. Holes in your story, Seven Oaks. All right. Uh, if I could take one arcade cabinet other than Miss Pac-Man to a desert island, I would probably go... It would either be the original Pac-Man or it would be Donkey Kong. I wouldn't do Ninja Turtles or Simpsons or anything because once you beat them, you beat them. So I'm going to say Donkey Kong because I would really like to get good at Donkey Kong. So I'll say Donkey Kong's my arcade cabinet. I can take one console and two games. I'm sure most of you are thinking I'm going to take the Super Nintendo, but I'm not going to because there's a lot of games on there that I've beaten so many times. And if I'm stuck on this desert island, I want something that I can play forever. So I'm actually going to take my... Mm, now I'm just trying to decide if it's going to be my Series X or my PS5. Because no matter which one I say, I'm going to get fucking yelled at. So, you know what? I'll say my Series X because I just like that controller a little bit more, I think. Uh, all right. I'll say my Series X. Does it either one. Either PS5 or Series X. My two games are MLB The Show and Minecraft. Because those two games will keep me busy fucking forever. If I could take one book, it would be The Stand by Stephen King, which I just read for the first time last year and is probably my favorite book ever. And then one CD. Um... I've listened to everything Blink-182 so many times. You know what? My one CD would be the first album from the President's United States of America. That The self-titled album with like with peaches and lump and stuff on it. There you go. That would be my answers. What a weird fucking island. And finally, before we move on from this segment, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Captain N wrote in on Patreon and said, Hey, Adam, my son, seven years old, wants to be a Twitch streamer. I'm all for him beginning his quest, but I don't know how to start. What is the method you use to stream on Twitch? Now, I'm reading this, Captain N, to give you a warning. Do everything that I did the opposite. Because anyone that watches my Twitch streams over the last year since I started streaming on Twitch knows that it has just been a disaster of gargantuous proportions of me trying to figure out how to make stuff work on Twitch. Because I am computer illiterate. I suck at all of this, all right? So I'm a billion percent sure there are easier ways to do it than I, uh, than I did it. Having said that, I learned how to make all this work from just Google and YouTube. So I would Google and YouTube and find better ways to do it. But in case you're wondering, uh, my PlayStation 5, I actually just stream right off the console and don't use my webcam. Because every time I try to plug it into my fucking capture card, it just wrecks everything. But whenever I stream my Xbox, my Switch, or any of my retro consoles, I have an HP Pavilion laptop that I plug into my internet. Don't go Wi-Fi. I recommend, at least not here in Canada, our Wi-Fi sucks. So I have an Ethernet connection into my HP Pavilion laptop, and I use Streamlabs OBS, which is a free-to-download program. And then that program is where you build like your screen and you set up your audio sounds and everything. And then you can click go live on Streamlabs OBS, enter your stream information, like the name of your stream and stuff like that. And it'll put you on, on Twitch or whatever it is you're streaming onto. So that's what I use. And I have a capture card, which is a Fosco Max 4K Ultra HD USB 3.0 HDMI video capture card. It was about a hundred bucks. 
on Amazon. It is my second capture card. I used to have uh, an Avermedia one, but it conked out after a couple years. Admittedly, this one that I'm holding in my hand right now, this Fosco Max one, is pretty cheap as well, but it's a great entry level. Seems to work pretty good for me, so it's a great entry level uh, might or capture card. I have just a cheap Avermedia webcam, a USB webcam, and I have a Blue Yeti USB microphone. And it all just goes into my HP Pavilion laptop, and then I use Streamlabs OBS to put it all up onto the stream. So uh, I hope that that helped. I, I'm a million percent sure there's better setups and better ways to do it than the way I do it, but I suck with computers, and I'm frankly not that serious about streaming. I just do it mostly to hang out with you guys. So that is what has worked for me. Feel free to DM me with any more questions if you want. And if your son gets his stream up, Feel free to DM me your son's uh, channel and I'll give him a shout out and plug it because that's awesome. Um, the only other advice I would have, Captain N, is uh, if your son decides to get into this thing, just let him know that, you know, try, I mean, I don't know how you explain this to a seven-year-old. Maybe he understands it already. Just make sure that he understands that, like, he's not going to have 10 million viewers right away. It takes time. Like, I have a following. Like, we get, you know, thousands of downloads a day on this fucking podcast. And normally when I stream, I have about two dozen people there. So, it's just Twitch has become so... Um, um, congested. There's just so many people on there. It takes time. So just tell them, do it for fun, which I assume a seven-year-old, that's all they want to do is just do it for fun. And don't take it too seriously and just have a good time. It's a great, it's really, I really do fucking enjoy it. So uh, good luck. If you need any help, message me and uh, let me know when he gets it up and running and I'll make sure to give him a plug to remember the game industries, all right? Uh, to the hot dogs, as it were. That'll do it for all the blowing in the cartridge this week. Thank you to everybody that wrote in. I much appreciate it. Let's change things up and get into our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. The third game is a race from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and we'll get there in just a minute. And just quickly, a couple people have asked me how they play. Like, how do they get on the shot? How do they play? Um, not to sound like a greedy piece of shit, but I do... Anyone is more than welcome to send me their solutions on Twitter, fucking Facebook, send me a letter with them in it if you want, that's cool. To get read on the show, I do read the Patreon comments on the show. Just, if you're wondering, that's that's how, like they're the ones that see it in advance and vote in the poll and all that kind of stuff. All right, all right, okay. We're talking Dr. Mario this week, which is one of the best retro puzzle gaming experiences of all time. So I thought I'd drop a few retro puzzle games into contestants row this week. We're going with the Adventures of Lolo, Solomon's Key, and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. And we, uh, we've we had a, couple, a, a close vote the last couple of weeks, but not this time. With 36% of the vote, Play Lolo, remake Solomon's Key, and erase Mean Bean Machine was the runaway decision of the people. And I wonder if people erased Mean Bean Machine simply to try to bring out Angry Adam because you guys know I love that game. But if that's the case, it isn't going to work because I would also erase 
Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. But I wouldn't play and remake like 36% of you did. I would flip it. So uh, we'll get to a few of your votes here before I explain my logic. And I got a few comments like this this week. Holmes wrote in on Patreon and said, can we get another poll response titled, What Are These Games? Because I'm not going to lie. I thought I'd played a lot of video games, but I haven't touched any of these. I guess I'm just an uncultured swine. Yes, Holmes, you are an uncultured swine. As are the rest of you that have never played any of these games, including Good A, who wrote in and said, Adam, you can't create fake games and make us vote on them. Listen, Holmes and Good A and all of you that wrote in disrespecting our contestants this week, there's only so many Super Mario World and Sonic 2s and Final Fantasy 9s out there. All right, I can't just pick the same fucking 10 big popular games every week and drop them on the poll and we fucking circle jerk each other around thinking about playing one remake and one at a racing one i have to come up with themes i have to come up with games that are on a similar level i have to come up with games that haven't already been remade and it's not an easy fucking thing to do all right so holmes and good a and every single one of you crumb bums that wrote in here criticizing my picks for play one remake one erase one this week you're on double secret probation fucking locked pinned and loaded motherfuckers fucking swine Fortunately, a few of you have some class. Lord Finnish wrote in and said, Oh yes, play Lolo. Great puzzle games don't need no remakes. Solomon's Key, also great and could maybe be improved by some 21st century 3D graphics. And that last game? Erase it. It's just some Sega shit. Fucking class. Just like, just, that's what passes for class around Remember the Game Industries. Uh, the man, you might hear from some Sega fans on that finish, but I, I can, all right. I, listen, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine is not shit, but other than that, I can live with your logic all the way around. Joseph Oblivion wrote in and said, okay, so play Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine because it's fun to play and to say, you're right, it is. I rented it a few times as a kid and didn't really love it, but I've played it more recently and it is hella addictive. I haven't played the other two games, but based on some videos, I'm going to go with Remake Solomon and Delete Lolo. The rooms in Solomon just look more like my style of puzzle game. And although it sounds like Lolo is a good game, the character design is fucking weak. Just a blue ball saving a red ball? I know it was 8-bit, but come on. I can live with that. If you've not played, I'll tell you right now, if you've not played Solomon's Key or The Adventures of Lolo, I'm 90% sure they're both on NES Online on the Switch. They're both worth at least giving a glance. I really think they're both worth at least a glance. They're fun games. They really are. I will agree, Lolo looks like a shitty Kirby, and Kirby looks shitty. So that, Lolo is very shitty, but all right. I can, all right, fair enough. Adam's Stank wrote it fuck i love that handle wrote in and said play mean bean machine it's the only one that i've played of the three and if the sonic the hedgehog franchise is going to be remembered for one game it should be this hunk of fucking shit don't change a thing <laughs> adam stank says remake lolo because it sounds like the song lola by the kinks and erase solomon's key because the only key i need is the key to adam's heart well you know what adam's stank when you come in here and use the handle adam's stank you're one step closer to getting the key to my heart because i quite enjoy my stank borrow 
wrote in, and I know I said your name wrong, Barra. We'll get there. Barra wrote in and said, I didn't play any of these. So I'll play Solomon's Key. The box art and title make it look like a hidden treasure. I'll remake Dr. Robotnik because it's the only character I recognize, and maybe the game can be salvaged with a remake. And then Lobo, Lobo, kill off Sheriff Lobo. Nice pull. Something has to go. I hope you got the reference. I sure fucking did. I hope every... Shout out to anyone that got that reference. Uh, and then Barrow did say, how to pronounce the name? It's Barrow. But some of my family pronounces it the other way, so it's up for grabs on how to say it. See, that makes me feel better when your own family doesn't know how to say your name. Then I don't feel so shitty about mispronouncing it. Barrow. Barrow. Gabo. And finally, Vigo the Butch said, I'd play Lolo. Gone through it a couple of times on the NES Online. It's the perfect game for the rewind function. Thank you, Vigo. Remake Solomon's Key. Played it a little bit, but the controls seemed to touch wonky. Erase Mean Bean Machine. I couldn't really get into it. Plus, there are other options that are way better in that style of puzzle game. And you know what, Vigo? I disagree with your order on Play Lolo and Remake Solomon, but I agree with the idea of Racing Mean Bean Machine because Puyo Puyo has been done, which is all Mean Bean Mean Machine is. Mean Bean Machine. That's hard to say, but it's fun to say. My choice with 16% of the vote was Play Solomon's Key, Remake Lolo, Erase Mean Bean Machine. Uh, and Angry Ticks said they would do the same. Angry Ticks said, play Solomon's Key. Never played it, but the comments here made it sound pretty good, and I'd like to check it out. Remake Lolo. I remember renting this back in the day, and I'm a fan of the stop and think type of puzzle games like this. I'm imagining a remake that can keep having new levels added through official DLC and even community-made puzzles. And then Erase Robotnik. As you said on, the sun on this past Sunday's expansion pass, it's just a reskinned Puyo Puyo. Other than the fact that you've never played Solomon's Key, Angry Ticks, you hit on exactly the reason I have the same logic. I personally would play Solomon's Key because I can live with any combination of it this month. Uh, if someone wants to remake Solomon's Key, that's fine. I actually kind of like that stupid game in the instances that I've played it. I just like Lolo better. So I'm going to remake The Adventures of Lolo because I like it more. So I want to see it remade and maybe get some DLC support and stuff like that, just like Angry Tick said. And then I'm going to erase Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. And I like this game a lot. I've never hidden that. I've sang this game's praises from the mountaintops many times on this show. It was actually my introduction to Puyo Puyo, which turned out to be absolutely delightful. I love playing Puyo Puyo. But since then, Puyo is be like it's everywhere. I can just play one of those other versions instead. There's only one Solomon's Key. And I know that, I think, maybe there's sequels, which maybe there is, yeah, there could be sequels to Solomon's Key. But that's something the nerds at Retronauts would know, not me. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to erase, I'm going to erase Mean Bean Machine. Uh, as always, thank you to everyone that played. That was fun. What have I been playing over the last week? And then we're going to get into Dr. Mario. Um, frankly, not a lot. It's It's been really busy around here. I have been playing Spelunky 2 on my Switch. I actually streamed it the other night for a couple hours and just had fun with it. And uh, I'm still playing through Final Fantasy X on my Switch, almost exclusively. Those are the two titles that I'm playing, and I, I, and I haven't played a ton of them. Uh, it's just been busy around here. I don't want to start anything else because I'm hoping to finish Final Fantasy X before Deathloop drops next week. And then Diddy Kong's Racing, Diddy Kong Racing for the Nintendo 64 just won our Patreon poll as of this morning when it wrapped up. So I'm actually going to be out picking up a copy of that this week. Uh, so I can slap that into the old N64 and finally see what all the hubbub is about when it comes to Diddy Kong Racing, which I'm really excited about playing. But for the last week, it's mostly just been Spelunky 2 and Final Fantasy X. So uh, I have a lot to say about Final Fantasy X. That episode's coming before the end of the year. I don't know when because I got to finish that game first. But I, I, it's, I have some great things to say about that game and I have some fucking horrible things to say about that game. And fucking spoiler, holy balls do I hate Titus. 
fucking little weenie. Fuck, I hate him. But anyway, that's for another episode. We're not talking Final Fantasy X today. We're talking Dr. Mario. Let's get into it. Let's talk about this game. Normally, I like to give our audience a chance to share a few of their memories of the game we're talking about first. And traditionally, this is the segment that gets the fewest comments for the show. Every week on our Patreon, I post a topic for Play One, Remake One, Erase One. I post a topic for Blowing in the Cartridge. And I post a topic for your memories of whatever game we're talking about. And the memories one is almost always the uh the one with the fewest comments it was the one with the most comments this week it's dr mario so many people have memories of this game so i we had like two dozen comments i'm just gonna rip through a few of them here quickly and then we'll get into the podcast mikey nl83 wrote in and said i got dr mario for my eighth birthday i asked for the game because i imagined it is a cool new mario platforming game with ambulances and levels maybe it takes place in a hospital those days you would just see a commercial for a game or some art in a magazine and just make the rest up a lot of a lot of the times reality did not meet expectations when i first fired up the game i was so disappointed i might have actually cried my mom however really got into the game and still plays it to this day a few years later i gave it a second go and all the pieces fell into place such an amazing puzzle game and over time it's become one of my all-time favorite game boy games period you'd be amazed mikey how many people wrote in saying their moms played dr mario including me and, and david the guest on the show this week as you guys are gonna hear in a few minutes this i don't know what it is about it but you're right. That was one of the things about when you were a kid. Like, I've always rated on... I fucking shit on Mario's Missing all the time because that seemed like such a cool game and then it turned out it was just supposed to be a shitty educational game. You would think maybe this is like another platform it turns out it's a puzzle game. It's just not shitty. It's a fucking masterpiece. Black Silver wrote in and said, Dr. Mario is hands down my favorite puzzle game of all time. This was probably the third game I had after Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 3, so I put a lot of time into it. My favorite thing to do was to just crank the virus count to 20, set it to slow and grind away at those pesky viruses if there was any nes title that had feel good music it was this one this game already paved the way for the 99 treatment because scoring combos in multiplayer would cause random chunks to fall on the opponent's sides seriously we need a dr mario 99 so many people wrote in about that we did an episode of expansion pass a few weeks ago about games that need the 99 treatment and dr mario was the front runner we all so god i shouldn't say all of us but everyone with even an ounce of sense wants a dr mario 99 no question Candido said, when I was an infant, my mom would play this game every time I cried uncontrollably because for some reason, the fever theme would always just chill me right out. No pun intended, Candido. Because the other theme is chills. It's, anyway, uh, Candido continues, ever since, Dr. Mario has been my go-to game for when I just want to zone out and relax. It's one of those games that I'm reflexively good at no matter how much time has passed. I would be so happy if this got the 99 treatment it deserves. Come on, Nintendo, do it for your old pal Candido. I assume that's a Simpsons reference, and if it is, fucking rights. Because I, I hear it as, do it for your old pal, Mosey. Um, Ragemo wrote in and said, Have you ever watched the Dr. Mario Championships? They run them as a pre-show for the Tetris Championships. I guess there hasn't been any since 2020, but there is footage on YouTube from, YouTube from the previous years. You might enjoy watching them. You have a great set of podcasts. You deserve more followers and Patreons. I've not seen the Dr. Mario Championships, but I promise I'm going to look that up over the next couple of days because that sounds fucking awesome. And you know what, Rage Mo? Thank you very much for that. Like, a lot of you are really nice and you praise the show and I appreciate it more than you. It's, you guys know that. I always tell you guys how much I appreciate it. But just, there's not a content creator on the planet that doesn't feel good when you hear someone to say, you deserve more, more followers. That, 
Thanks, Rageville. That felt nice. And finally, Slick Rick, who has been up my ass to talk Dr. Mario on this show forever, wrote in and said, of course, every plumber is a good doctor. This is possibly the most important video game of all time to me, as this is the one that started it all. The music, the puzzle solving, and of course, the couch co-op. She didn't play many games, but my mom taught me how to play this one, and we would play this game for hours when I was a kid. It was a go-to when I was a sick kid at home from school, and then I returned the favor when she got sick. It has the most memories for me as it is a truly special and almost perfect game in my eyes. Mama, wherever you are, I hope you're practicing your Dr. Mario skills because someday we'll see each other again and I won't be taking it easy on you. Not that I'm in any rush to get there. I miss you and thanks for all the memories. Well, thank you, Slick Rick. And when I say that you've been up my ass, trust me, that's a, that's a term of endearment around here. Um, because that's the thing. And Rick's not the only one. So many people like wrote in talking about memories they had of playing this game, particularly with their parents. David and I are going to talk about that in just a minute. Dr. Mario is a special game. And you know what? I was going to say, and I'll explain why, but I'll explain why in like three seconds. This, I'm glad so many people are excited about this episode. Fuck, I love Dr. Mario. I'm going to queue up that. There's only like, there's three songs. There's the title theme that kind of sucks. And then there's Fever and Chill. I've already played Fever. Now I'm going to play Chill. So I'll fade out for a second. And then when it comes back, we're, I mean, we'll probably just play that stupid theme, the starting theme at the end of the podcast. But uh, when I get sick of listening to Chill, we're going to talk about Dr. Mario, which originally released on the NES on July 27th, 1990. Fuck, we're old. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Thank you.
Okay, so joining me via the blank phone this week is the uh, the the gentleman of Remember the Game. I love that fucking handle, dude. We have like Mark is Mark is the former Hall of Famer, and my buddy, and my buddy Brad is just whatever yeah. shitty thing I can think of to my good thing, like just to try to sure. piss him off. But you're absolutely oh, like you're the gentleman of Remember the Game, and I I love that handle. It's my buddy David Ray. How are you, man? How's things? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, I just had a, a run at the the Fringe Festival, so I'm feeling pretty good. Staying bu- How was it? Did busy? Big crowds? It, uh, like relative? Like it was weird. It was a weird Fringe because uh, I don't know if you've heard about this this, this pandemic that's happening. Wow, it's having a big impact on this. Yeah. But uh, uh, the, the shows actually went really well, uh, and it was a little easier because it was just like a lot of local shows. Like sure. uh, it was all Edmonton people, and so. Since uh, we weren't competing as, uh, against so many people, like Colin Mockery, uh, it was a little bit easier to get people out yeah. to our shows, and it was fun. It was uh, it was a good time. Good for you, man. I'm gl- I was so happy to see yeah. that that was back. Like, just you know, I mean, we're not talking. We're we're here to talk Doctor Mario, not the pandemic. Yeah. But just, I think everyone on the planet, whether you, no matter what your thoughts on the pandemic are, I think we're all on the same page of like, let's just get back to normal, please. We're like, we're, we're we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, but today, so speaking of, okay, that's a great. I can segue. It's not that. bad. I've segued yes. worse than this. Speaking of pandemics and doctors and nurses and medicine and all that kind of stuff, today we are going to talk about an Italian plumber that apparently suddenly became a doctor and just prescribed pills without any medical training whatsoever. And not only did everyone accept it, but it became, in my opinion, one of the greatest things in the history of, of video games. Like it was, it's Dr. Mario. And it's just, yeah. I, mm-hmm. David, nothing about this game makes sense. Nothing, no, nothing. should work. And instead it worked so <laughs> perfectly that it makes you wonder like, was the man just a doctor the entire time? Because Doctor Mario is magnificent, David. It's the only word I can. Think uh, it's of. a good. It's a, it, it was. Uh, it, it took that like Tetris formula, right? Uh, and, and like had that new gimmick to it. Uh, that yeah made it like a new. Uh, you had to strategize and figure out how to do it. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was fantastic. Like I couldn't find a definitive answer while I was getting ready for this episode, but like yeah. I I have got to assume. That Tetris, you know, because Tetris had all Tetris was already huge by 1990 when Doctor Mario came out, and I don't think I've gone on record as saying, in my opinion, Tetris is the greatest video game of all time. Like the the, the concept of Tetris is flawless. Anyone can play it. It's simple to it's simple to figure out. Impossible to match. It's Tetris. It's perfect. And I and it's it's a, it's a it's a distilled it's a distilled video game experience. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And. And yeah. it sells like it's it's the greatest selling video game of all time too. It sell and I know that it's got a billion copies or versions, but like Tetris prints money. And I gotta yeah. imagine <laughs> the idea of Doctor Mario came from Nintendo looking at Tetris and being like, "Sure, we have Tetris. It's on the NES. It's it's the Game Boy. I think owes its success to Tetris." But I have yeah. to imagine that Nintendo was like, "We could probably we can make our own Tetris." Like why can't why don't we take that that little fat plumber that everybody loves so much and make our own Tetris? I got to imagine that's where the idea for this came from. I have to. Maybe. Right. It, well, like I mean, there was already Tetris on the NES, but like I'm thinking one of the aspects of it would be like, hey, there's a market here for this style of game, this kind of like 
sort of a puzzle game. It's not like the other ones with a whole bunch of shooting and jumping and all this kind of stuff. It fills a specific niche. Yeah. Uh, because actually, what brings me to one of my core memories about this game, which is this was the only video game my mom had ever played. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Go ahead. Yes. You, I love you, that. Uh, it was like the last video game I got for the NES before I moved on to the Genesis and all that kind of thing. And, um, uh, <laughs> and, and my mom came across her, was watching it. I, I don't know. She just tried it one day and then she kind of got, got it. It's very simple. Yeah. Like I would argue it's even, it's got a, an element that is easier than Tetris. If that makes sense. There's yeah. a certain like aspect of it. That's a little easier. And I, and my mom, just globbed onto that and it'd be like i had stopped playing my nes i was onto my genesis i was playing my sonic 2s whatever and my mom still used that game for several uh, just she just went with it for several months yeah it's funny uh, oh my god yeah. it's crazy you say that like my mom played mario once or twice with me when i was little but like yeah this is the only game i vividly remember her playing like borderline obsessively like she would like, play so of much her Dr. own Mario. accord. Yeah, without yeah, us. You, like, yeah, because you would have to convince your mom or your dad to play Mario with you, or like any other video game. Every with you. game. You'd have yeah. to like, but this is like you showed them once, and then they're off to the races on their own. And yeah, <laughs> and you're right because like I like, and we'll get into the nuances of it. Like I think at its core, there's. I don't know if I would say Dr. Mario is more complicated than Tetris because I feel like once you've got Dr. Mario figured out, you've got it figured out. But I will say mm -hmm. that like someone that doesn't play video games could pick up Tetris and figure out how to play it very quickly, but last like two minutes and be like, well, that, all right, well, that was cool. But like, I'm really bad at that. Whereas like Dr. Mario, yeah. you go to those early levels where there's four, seven, eight, whatever viruses yeah. in this giant jar where you've got so much room for error. It's not even funny. And you're right. I think yeah. to a to a, a a very beginning skill level video game player, Doctor Mario's probably more accessible than Tetris is because you you almost can't yeah. lose those first few. Like when there's so few viruses, like unless your yeah. controller it doesn't scales. work. Oh, when it picks up, it picks up. But you can learn it quick. Whereas like yeah. Tetris, if you're not good at Tetris, it doesn't matter how slow the pieces are going. You're not going to last very yeah. long. You know. Well. Well, and I think there's another key difference between Tetris and Dr. Mario, too, is like, because Tetris, it's built upon the premise of essentially you try to go forever, you know, that there is no end point to yeah. Tetris. Yeah. With Dr. Mario, though, it's like, no, you just have to deal with, you know, X amount of viruses and you got to, and once you clear them out, you beat this level. There is an end point. Yeah. So you can like, okay, can I handle the one with 80 viruses? Okay, let's give it a shot. And then you can beat that and you're like, good, I have gotten to an end point. Tetris does not give you that same sense of accomplishment, yeah. you know? And, and there's two pros to that, in my opinion. And number one is that every time you beat a level, you get a clean slate. Like, I mean, more viruses yeah. show up on the next level, but it's not... Imagine if, like, every time... Because you know how, like, you level up in Tetris and the game just gets faster? Imagine if every time yeah. it leveled up, it also wiped the screen out for you. Like, you'd be like, oh, thank... 
thank you, God. Yeah. Whereas like Dr. Mario, yeah. you can have a you can have a pretty awful looking screen going. But as long as you get rid of that last virus, it's all gone and you start over. And that can really yeah. that can be a breath of fresh air and keep you going. And then the other thing is like you can pick up Dr. Mario and go right back as long as you it's in the first 20 levels. Like the next time you come back, you can just go right back to the level you were on. As opposed yeah. to like Tetris, I know that you can turn yes. the levels up right away, but you've got to start over from scratch with your score and an empty screen. And you're right, there's something to be said for that. There's almost more of a progression in Dr. Mario than there is in Tetris. Well, and it's also got a sense of progression in that uh, you are clearing a thing out. Like you have this mess and you got to come in and clean it up. And like, look, I got rid of all the things and that feels like something. Whereas Tetris does that thing of like you're always going to have a mess of the things and you're still you're just going to have to deal with this forever yeah and it, you're always going to have, have pieces on there but the fact that there is an end point to dr mario and it's like i did it i i remember when it was all filled up with stuff like it's the reverse of tetris really if you think yeah, about it, it especially those late those late levels is like no this thing is crammed full can you squeeze in the first few moves, give yourself that breathing room to like expand out? Like it's, it's like the opposite. It starts hard and then it cleans up. Yeah. And you know, and, and like, dude, that feeling of satisfaction when you kill the last of a virus color and then the big fat yeah. virus on the side, remember every time you kill the virus, they'd yeah. fall back and like have a temper tantrum, but then they get up and keep dancing. And when you finally yeah. kill off the last one, they fall back and have their temper tantrum, and then they disappear. And oh, yeah. that feeling! You just, you're just like, yeah, take that, you little yellow sack of shit, yes. because it's been just like <laughs> that one last one's been hiding forever. You're right. That putting an yeah. enemy in it makes a big deal. Yes, and, like, and it's funny, dude, because like, like nowadays, like forget we're not even going to talk about mobile games. Like I don't, I just we're just talking console video games like obviously there's tetris but there's also like there's there's clacks there's puyo puyo there's lumines there's and i love those types of games there's tons of these types mm -hmm. of puzzle games but like i can't think of another one that's exactly like dr mario where you do have enemies that you need to get rid of it's not just mm -hmm. about trying to clear a screen or just about you know going for a high score like you it's really unless you're playing a two-player which we'll get into later like it really is you versus the computer and there's not a lot of puzzle games that found a way to like employ enemies like that creatively. You know what I mean? Like it's, there, it's a great there idea. are, there are some like, they're like in the, you know, like the match three type games. Yeah. That's the only ones I can come to my mind. Uh, but like in terms of like a Tetris style game, uh, that kind of like active puzzle, if you will, where like parts are moving, you have to move the piece around. Like that kind of thing, yeah. It was, it was that same thing. Like when we talked about duck, uh, duck hunt, uh, to a certain degree, where like you have that relationship with the dog in the same way you have a relationship to these like very detailed uh, uh, viruses that have personality. Yeah. Like, and they're just taunting you and doing their little dance, and yeah. There's a, there is a little bit of a uh, an interaction there. I always loved those. Like when I was a kid, I used to draw. Like, I used to trace those viruses and stuff. I, I loved them. <laughs> I looking at them right now. I'm like, it's like the blue one is clearly you just took the Noid and made them blue. But like, it's still like, they're they're still three awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I love those stupid little viruses. And you know what the thing about Doctor Mario is? Like everyone knows that I'm I'm a full blown Tetris 
Like it's my fetish. I have an addiction to. I love Tetris. You, you have you have your stream and whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll plug that. I stream Tetris Tetris ninety nine every single Tuesday. Come by Tetris Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like I love I love I I adore Tetris. But I also I'm a big mm-hmm. Puyo Puyo fan. I'm not very good at it, but I love Puyo Puyo, which you may know as Doctor mm-hmm. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, by the way. Um, oh, okay. That's Puyo Puyo with like the globs, and you have to match four up to get rid of them. You can make combos and stuff. Like I love that gotcha. game. I don't know if you ever played Yoshi. There was a puzzle game back in the day. I thought that was a great game. Like I love those. You types mean of games. Uh, there's a couple. There was Yoshi's Cookie, which is the yes. I think is Super Nintendo, and then there was the other one that was just. I'm talking it primarily. The, it was there was one that was literally just called Yoshi, Yoshi and you had four. Yeah. You were four platforms. And you had to stack enemies and match them up to get rid of them. And like I, I love. And all you had to those. use the egg or whatever yeah. to like. Yeah, it would wipe out okay. everything. Like I love all yeah. of those types of games. But there's something about Dr. Like, I would probably rank Dr. Mario as my number two puzzle game after Tetris. And Mm -hmm. part of that is because it's like, I can play Tetris by myself and it's fine, but I much prefer playing Tetris. Like, that's like, I think Tetris 99 is uh, perfect because I can always find a competitive game against other players, always. Whereas, like, if you don't play Tetris and I do, or at least not as regularly as I do. And you and I sit down and play one-on-one. It's not going to be like, I'm going to pulverize you. Like, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> Whereas like Dr. Yeah. Mario, first of all, I don't need an opponent because the computer is my opponent. And it's like, I don't have to worry about going for a high score or trying to clear the screen as fast as I can. You play those higher levels. Like when I fire up Dr. Mario now, I usually start around level 18 or 19. And I love yeah. that challenge of that full screen. Not only do I love that, but like, I think the multiplayer is great because you can really like Shaylee doesn't play a lot of video games, but we, especially when we were in the Wii era, we had Dr. Mario and we would play Dr. Mario against each other. And we just had to find the right handicap. And usually it was like, I would start around level 13 and she would start around level five and we Mm. would have very even matches because it was like, which one of us can get out faster and you're dropping garbage on each other. And like, I always thought, That virus mechanic is just so clever because by just simply adding or taking away viruses, that's all you have to do is the number of viruses in that jar. And it completely changes how difficult the game is. And Tetris, you can turn it up and down and stuff like that. But if you're good at Tetris, you're good at Tetris. doesn't matter how fast it's going. Whereas Dr. Mario, it hits a point where there's just so many viruses like you you don't you literally can't make a mistake because if you make one it's over yeah and then that's yeah. the the virus angle is just whoever thought of it is genius i'm like that's just such that's the whole forget the fact that it's mario and he's a doctor now and forget the fact that there are even viruses and you have pills like we can get into all the aesthetic stuff the core mechanic that you just put these little colored dots in there and all we have to do is is get rid of them to win I just think that's such a clever idea. And obviously now it's done to death, but back yeah. then it wasn't, this was a really cool idea when it came out, you know? Well, it, it does that just like how you're saying, uh, how I, I said like Tetris is like the distilled video game, you mm-hmm. know, like it's just, uh, you know, it's a, a video game. It's very like, it's not like trying to mimic like uh, a sport, like hockey would be like, that's, that's a simulation. All like that. This idea that this thing is distinctly a video game has a video game feel, and uh, and Doctor Mario is in that and using that very simple idea yeah. of like the blue takes out the blue, the yellow breaks uh, takes out the yellow, red takes out the red, 
and you just have to clear this. That's all it is. You like the game is explained right away. Yeah. You know, you get it right away. Yeah. Whereas any other game, like oh, so you hit this, you want to grab the mushroom because it'll make you bigger, and then oh, watch out for those things. Those things will kill you. Like there's so much in every other game. This one is amongst those very easy to understand yeah. games. Yeah, you can pick up right away. Well, like that's why my mom could play it. Yeah, that's because yeah. it was just straightforward. I like that. There's not power. Like, I, I mean, I've played later versions of the game where there are like some items and stuff. Like, I, I like that. It's just, it's just a virus. Like, it's. I, I like that. There's, there's literally not a single power up in the game. There's nothing you can get that like clears part of the screen or anything. It's just as basic as it gets. You know what? I was thinking this analogy. You know what it is? Is if you stripped away the Dr. Mario and all the Nintendo-isms and you just made this game what it is, like the game itself is just a bowl yeah. of ice cream. And ice cream as it's on its own with no toppings is still awesome. And then <laughs> and then once you put Dr. Mario on it and you make these viruses funny and entertaining and the music in this game is great and you start to add yeah. all those other little things, those are the sauce and the sprinkles and all that stuff that just make it even better. But like at its core, when you strip away all of the all the window dressing, they it's just a great puzzle game, and then you just yeah. sauced it up and made it appeal to because like dude, if they had released this exact same game, David, but imagine they had just called it Virus, and and it was the exact same game, but it's not Doctor Mario, it's just some plain doctor, and you just have to stop the viruses. This game would would have been a a, a fraction of the success that it was, despite the fact that it would have yeah. been a genius game. You made a genius yeah. game and then you took the most iconic video game character on the planet and slapped him on the cover. It's the exact opposite of Mario yeah. is missing where you took a crap yeah. <laughs> game and sold it to us with the guy on the cover. You took a genius game yes. and convinced us to try it with the guy on the cover, which is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was a really smart move. Cause you're right. This game would have just passed by without Mario. Yeah. He is core the success of this game even though mario is not what makes it great no. and uh uh but it's, I, I also think that this is it's one of the examples of a great late era nest game yeah. where it's like uh yeah you have like your uh, super mario 3 and all that kind of stuff but this is the one where it's like they understand the limitations of the machine uh but uh, so they just like uh, emphasize like bright colors uh, that they made the uh, details in like the characters by making them nice and big and simple, but with simple animations, but they had so much character and personality, just like how we were talking about with uh, punch out back in the day, like making those big sprites is what gave them personality on the NES. Yeah. And, uh, and you have, and of course some of the best music on the NES oh. was in that barring like uh Mega Man <laughs> you know Mega Man probably had uh, uh oh, better I, music I will listen I'm it's I'm not even going to argue with anybody listening to this right now I can't be convinced that the Mega Man games aren't the best soundtracks on the NES there's other great <laughs> soundtracks I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say there's not other great soundtracks but the Mega Man games took it to a whole nother level um, but you're right. Like, that's yeah, a, with the parameters. Yeah. Oh God. But you're right. Like that's a great point too. Is like ev literally every console in the history of gaming that didn't go the way of the Sega Saturn. There's my one dig. Fuck yeah. But every console that worked yeah. out, the some of the best games ever are the ones that come out right near the tail end. Because you're right. Developers yeah. have got like at this point they're like we've been we've been in this machine's head for six, seven, eight years. 
We know what this machine can do. Like I always reference yeah. Kirby's Adventure, and I'm not even that big a Kirby fan, but Kirby's Adventure yeah. is a masterpiece, and mm. it takes it pushes the NES right to the limit. Like it's yes. it's against it. Whereas you're right, Doctor Mario is the same thing. Like this game wouldn't have come out in in 1985. Like that it came yeah. out in 1990. They were like, well, now we know what this box can do. Let's have yes. some fun with it. And you know that's another great point about Doctor Mario and the fact that it came out late at the end. Dude, like, it, there's never slowdown in this game. Never. Yeah. Like, it runs perfectly. They knew exactly what they could get away with with it. And, dude, you brought up the fact that it's it's successful and Mario on the cover helps, but Mario doesn't do anything. And I just wanted to say, you're right. Like, he, he does so little that he stands there and flips one hand and throws random pills at this disease hoping it'll kill it. Like, he does nothing. Like he brings nothing to the table here. Like I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised, frankly, that they didn't base the viruses like they weren't Goombas or something like that. I'm a little shocked that they came up with the original virus uh, designs instead Uh, of going to the well. You know, I bet it was because I bet the idea. This is me guessing uh, that they came up with the, the the mechanics of this game and like, Oh, maybe pills would be the whole thing. Uh, and then there's like the idea of adding Mario came late in the process. Yeah. And just like to like make this game, you know, sellable. Uh, but I like that they didn't mess with that either. Cause I think, I think that would have actually made it worse. Cause I, I liked, uh, you kind of, connected the dots with like yeah okay a pill would take a, a thing yeah okay i can, can kind of conceive of that if it was goombas like i it'd be very difficult right. to make this like what what am i looking at how does this work like what are the yeah how does it what pill is kill what a goomba yeah what is conceptually happening um i mean obviously uh it's not the greatest medicine uh like just because you think uh the sickness inside you is blue don't just start eating a bunch of blue pills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you will be eating crystal uh, meth. And, uh, it's, it's funny that you can tell this game's from a different time. And I'm not joking. If, they, if like, if imagine if Dr. Mario as a franchise never existed, just imagine, like nothing ever existed. And then they came out with this game for the switch. I have zero doubt in my mind that their lawyers would be like, yo, you need to insist that like you put something in there about, Hey, this is just for fun. Don't, this isn't medicine. Don't do this. Like, don't take random, like don't take random blue pills or something like that. But you're right. Like <laughs> it, it, like, I'm sure they would have had to do that today, but back then they were like, no, nah, it's, it's, of course this is how you kill viruses. It's fine. This is fine. Um, and because, and of course, of, of course, Adam, and because they didn't do that, uh, now we are in the place where people, uh, don't believe immunologists oh, and think that you can just, uh, yeah. you know, take care of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dr. Mario the says, Dr. Mario says, get your vaccine kids. That's what Dr. Mario says. That's what he, but he didn't do that. But he, he didn't just, like, do throw, it. Son of a bitch. Just, just throw a bunch of, uh, red and yellow pills at things. That's, that'll take care of <laughs> You know what? You know what the secrets like. I mean, I uh, like to, okay. I, like the secret sauce to me when it comes to Doctor Mario is the the viruses mm-hmm. and the fact that you have enemies to go after and you have objectives. Like yeah. of course, but after that, and I know that other games have done this, but like my personal favorite strategy element to Doctor Mario is the way mm-hmm. that once you make a row of four, whether it's viruses or not in it, any yeah. other leftover pills fall. And so, yes. especially if you're playing it on the higher levels, 
not only yeah. not only is it a good idea to look at the, the the virus below the virus you're killing or beside it stuff like that it's critical you mm-hmm. can't beat those higher levels without yes. taking that like i i famously and i talk about this all the time when i play tetris i i i know where the piece that's coming next is going before it comes i'm always looking yes. at the piece that's coming next and then when the piece yeah. that was the previous loaded up piece falls onto my screen i already know where that's going I'm looking at the next piece and being like, so where am I going to put that one? You need to do that with Dr. Mario. You see the pill he's holding in his hand that's coming next. And if it's half red and half yellow, it might make sense to be like, well, I'm going to put the red half on top of a red virus. But like, you need to know that like when you kill that red virus, that yellow half is just going to fall until it lands on something. And if you don't plan for where that yellow one is going to fall, you're dead in the yeah, water. Yeah, it's going to wreck your day. Dead yeah. in the water once you get about level 12 or 13 and up. And I love that. Which which is like so interesting on that. Like, yes, this is a simple game. Like you understand it right away. But there's that idea of uh, balancing, like, how do you apply this? How do you keep track of it? Like you have to make the hard decision of like, look, I need this red to kill these couple of viruses here. This yellow thing, it sucks. I guess I have to decide to put it this side and I'll put it like, you know, you're sometimes put into a hard position of like with the leftover pieces, you just have to put it somewhere bad. And that's an interesting dynamic where you have to, there's like a, like a risk analysis that you have to do in these like later levels of like, what do you do with the leftover pills? Cause sometimes there's not a great option. Yeah. The, you know. That's what I think that's, that's an interesting dynamic. You. That's what sinks yeah. you on those high levels is like, yeah. oh god, it's the worst when you get like a you get like a yellow blue and all you have access to are blue and red viruses. And you're just yeah. like, I'm gonna have to so then what it becomes is like, dude, near like and if I have a criticism of the Dr. Mario formula, I was gonna wait a bit, but I'll bring it up now. It's in those higher levels, once you get about a third of the way down the screen, it actually almost becomes a little bit tedious because now it's easy because now you have time yeah. to think. And once you clear yeah. a path to the bottom of the screen, I always use yeah. the term of like, that's my garbage shoot. Like if I have a pill I can't <laughs> yeah. use, I stick it over there because it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's the one minor criticism I have of Dr. Mario when you compare, you can't help but compare it to Tetris. It's impossible not to. Tetris, you'd never have a garbage area. Like you've always got to, yeah. the whole screen you matters. Dr. Mario oh, doesn't. But you got to remember that that's because it's the, they, they kind of like are working on the opposite yes. idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. One, you're trying to like, just kind of maintain and yes, you're eliminating stuff in Tetris, but you're, you're always going to have stuff and you're just trying to set up the perfect scenario to get your Tetris in. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Dr. Mario is the opposite where you're just trying to clear the screen. It yeah. is different. Sometimes you clear Which, that screen and then it's just, it looks like a bomb went off. But you're like, it doesn't yeah. even matter. I found a way out of this. So shut up. Like I got rid of I, all the viruses. This actually brings me up to another idea. Cause like one of the things, if you needed to, like you have this stray yellow that's blocking you to getting the red virus or whatever. So you have to send more yellow things to eliminate all the yellow pills, right? Yeah. If you get four yellow pills in a row it eliminates all of them which brings me to another piece of terrible medical advice that you should not follow from dr murray uh just because you took a bad pill uh your solution is not 
more of that bad pill. Chase That's it with more only... of the same pill. <laughs> Uh, 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 wait, uh, sorry, sir. You have an o- overdose. Oh boy, uh, just have more. Take that'll, more. That'll do it. If you take, take more, more, they'll wipe each other out, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's like, fine. Don't worry. I not only do like I really think that like outside of the viruses, the secret sauce of this game is the way that the that other half falls. Because if you're good at this game, dude, the combos you can line up, and this is where I love like, the combo. Uh, like Puyo Puyo is basically Doctor Mario without viruses. Because you get these blobs of two different colors at a time, or sometimes they can be the same color, like a two-sided pill. And when you make a combo of four, any blobs that are left over with space to fall will fall on their own. And you, yeah. the key to getting good at Puyo Puyo is to set up those those huge combinations. And dude, yeah. you can do that in Dr. Mario Like too. dominoes, yeah. 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 There's nothing like killing a virus in Dr. Mario. Like say you have a red virus with two red dots on top and then you have a red yellow yeah. pill. You drop the red half on top of that red virus. It wipes it out. The yellow falls onto a yellow virus with two viruses on it, wipes that out. And then maybe one of the yellow dots in that stack had a blue on the side, which falls yeah. down. And that's like, that's the key yeah. to getting good at this game is mastering those combos. And it is so undescribably satisfying when you line them up properly it feels and then it plays that little like that little sound and you're just you just want to be like goddamn right i'm a doctor like flex it feels so good i love that mechanic so much it's definitely just uh uh pure dopamine when that it is yeah it's so good um which i feel like i feel you don't get that experience in tetris Agreed. the only one that happens in tetris is when you actually pull off a tetris where, yeah. you, where you like you wipe out four lines at once and it's like it's not the same no. it's not the same where like because it, it's straightforward how you would set that up in tetris in dr mario it's a little bit like there's a little bit of luck uh, like not a lot. There's a little bit of luck involved, and as well strategy and setting, up, taking the time to set it up. Because sometimes, if you want to do that, it's the more uh, arduous way of doing it. Because yeah. uh, you're like setting way more things up so it can all fall. Yeah. But it's cathartic when you can pull it. It's like dominoes. It it's is like a yeah. Yeah. And I and I do agree with you. Like as much as I adore Tetris. Uh, the one thing that Tetris is missing a little bit is those, there just isn't, you can do like, listen, people that watch my streams have seen it. Like I, I pull out some pretty wild combos cause I always play Tetris in a strategy where I try to leave not a single row column where I make Tetrises, but a double row column because then I fill the screen up to the top and then I just rock out these combos where it doesn't matter what piece comes down. I'm making it more will lines work. and working it down, but that's even, yeah. that's not nearly the same as one single pill triggering four or five eliminations <laughs> in Dr. Yeah. Mario. And like it's and when it comes back to the multiplayer aspect of the game, which I think is outstanding, that's how yeah. you hammer an opponent. Like in Tetris, yes. you clear more yeah. than one line at once, you drop garbage. In Dr. Mario, you clear combinations and then you drop like it drops little half pills on the other player's screen. Dude, those yeah. little half pills will wreck you so much harder than any garbage you're going to get in Tetris. Yeah, so much harder. Because it's putting it randomly. Like it's, yeah. it throws it randomly. It doesn't care. There's no way to control it. You're just going to have to accept it. And uh, yeah, it's 
And then, and when they drop on your screen, it's not a simple matter of just making a line to get rid of them. It drops a single yellow on top of something. You need three more yellow blocks to get rid of it. Yes. And dude, yeah, it's, ugh, it's a process to get rid of it. Yeah. It can butcher a combo. It can butcher your <laughs> whole screen. It can ruin everything. Um, yeah. and I love, it. and that's where, again, like if you get two highly skilled Dr. Mario players going at it with each other, oh, it's a, it's such a treat to watch, but like yeah. my Shay and I, like I said, we would play and I would turn it up. I would go 10, 11 levels higher than her. And I'm not taking a dig. She just doesn't play a lot of it, but then it would yep. be perfect because if I dropped garbage on her screen, which I was going to, it would just take her some more time to figure out like, oh crap. Okay. Well, what do I do with like, is that even in the way? Or is that not in the yeah. way? And then if she figured out how to drop a combo on me, I was playing it on such a higher level that I was like, there's zero way that can't screw. The only way that's not going to screw is, with me. This is a crisis. Yeah. This is a crisis it's now. Ab- yeah. yeah. The only way it's not going to wreck me is if you just, I get lucky and it drops a blue pill on a blue, a blue yeah. virus, which doesn't happen very often. Um, no. But yeah, like it's, I, I actually would go as far as to say, I think that the one V one play in Dr. Mario is uh is better it's superior to tetris's 1v1 uh because you can balance yeah, you can, can balance it out no matter what yeah um i mean I, I, tetris would be like the fact that there's a tetris 99 like that makes sense you could not do that with dr mario i do not think you could do that effectively with dr mario in we, the same have, we have been talking on this show about a dr mario 99 for so long and it's i like i want it in the worst way because i love dr mario and it'd be so much yes. fun but i do think that you're right it would be oh my god it would be hard and it would just be a matter i don't of know life. how you would balance that i don't know i don't think you can do it, it the first yeah. the first Tet- one to s- tetris is more pure you yeah know, I think the it's... first one to send a combo to somebody else's screen in in dr mario like if you were able to send a combo to somebody else's screen in dr mario 99 early that would be it like yeah. it's, <laughs> Tetris, you can get hammered early and you have a way to come yeah. back from it. Dr. Mario, I don't, they'd have to find a way to neutralize it. Cause otherwise, dude, like I've played Tetris 99 where I have so much garbage coming into my screen that the entire side column showing me how much garbage is coming is full. But as long as yeah. you keep making lines, you neutralize yeah. it and they don't drop garbage until you stop making lines. Whereas like, dude, if someone hammered you like that with like a six, seven, eight line combo in Dr. Mario and it dropped seven yeah. or eight random colors onto a screen where you were three quarters full of viruses, you, yeah. you can't come back. It's impossible. That's it. You, yeah. you're, you're done. Yeah. Well, and especially if it's with, you know, 98 other players, like the chances of you getting stuff increases exponentially right like yeah. it's it, it's gonna get out of control oh that'd but, be so uh, much fun though god that'd be fun um i don't want to say it's impossible but i would like that i i could see that being an immense challenge for yeah. programming it wouldn't be easy you. that's for sure yeah dude i wanted to ask you i yeah i remember the it took me a long time i remember the first time i realized that you could make lines horizontally to clear viruses that they didn't have to just be four on top of each other and <laughs> that rocked my socks, David, because if you, dude, we've all been there when you're playing Dr. Mario and there's that one yellow virus in the bottom corner yeah. with just maybe the entire screen on top of them full. And you're like, I don't yeah. know how I'm going to get to that guy. And cause we never owned this game. We would just rent it all yeah. the time. So we never sure. had a manual. Yeah. 
And the first time I realized it, like, dude, instead of spending 10 minutes trying to dig this little bastard out from the top, beside him is wide just, open. Just drop yeah. three yellows along the side. And then not only when you do it, does it kill him, but then all those bricks above him come down one. Down with it. Um, and that might give you a combo by accident, yeah. you know, just by the way it worked out. Yeah. That's another one of those things that I was just like, dude, you can't do this in Tetris. Like you, And it's like, what a great yes. idea. Like oh. it, it's using it's using another dimension of the of the space that Tetris does not make because Tetris is so uniform. Like yeah, you have to fill this line for it to disappear. Like it's it's so rigid in that. Yeah. Whereas like this is just like no, you just need to have a line of four. That's that's what causes. It. That's how you break it. So uh, the fact that there would be like I loved it. There would be sometimes for whatever reason, like say two uh yellow guys and there's like this like a bunch of stuff on top of it maybe even uh coming out and so you get the the double yellow thing and uh you'd have to like swing it from the side flip it on its side and like just perfectly like get it in there like as if you're like shooting the the proton torpedo into the death star kind of a thing just like get it (laughs) plug it in and Oh, I love those kind of moves. Oh, or but. or dude, or when you have like a a yellow virus, two empty spaces, a yellow virus, and you take the double yellow vertically and just sneak it in between them so that they make the two. Oh ends yeah, of yeah. It. That that yep. never stu- never gets old. Like that always just makes you feel <laughs> like a like a video game god. It always feels great. I oh god. Or if you've got like say a blue and red virus side by side and they both have two of the respective colors on top and then you get a blue red pill and drop it on top and kill both of them at once. Whoa. Yeah. It's just so clean and it just like Oh, it feels oh it's like it's it's the it's the video game equivalent of sticking a q-tip in your ear it feels so good <laughs> and you're like yeah there's just so many creative ways you can get rid of these viruses and set up these combos and it like i was really really hardcore into dr mario for a while i had it on the game what? boy and i played it non-stop and it actually to its credit i actually think the game boy port of this was phenomenal because really? they, they may not be red, yellow, blue, but I think it was like a right. dark virus, an empty virus, and then a virus filled with spots. And it was super easy oh, to tell sure. what the three were. Yeah. And it was just like Tetris on the go. Dr. Mario on the go worked perfectly. And I used mm. to play it so much. And that was when I really started to get a feel for all the different combos and, and stuff like that. And there's, there's a surprisingly deep layer of strategy to Dr. Mario if you're looking for it. But I think that's what makes it so... Yeah. Like you said, your mom would play it. My mom would play it. They didn't know anything about video games. You could be a total yeah. video game geek and love Dr. Mario because you fired right up to number 20 on high. And that yeah. first minute is just such a rush. Or you can yeah. be a complete noob to video games, set it to two, play it on low, and have just as fun of experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and, and, and like, just like when we were talking about like the difference between Tetris and Dr. Mario, it's it's... it's too bad that that's where most of this talk is. How much Tetris is in here, but that's okay. Um, it's, 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 te- it has to happen. Yeah, you, you have to do it, right? Where in Tetris, the one thing where it makes you go, "Yeah, I did the thing," like that feels really good. Uh, is that is the four line Tetris? But in Doctor Mario, it has the things of like the the comboing down and doing all that kind of stuff. It's like as you said the uh putting the sneaking the pill in between the other two there's so many more uh mini dopamine hits of like ah, oh, that i 
I pulled that thing off or I pulled that thing off. And it comes more like frequently. I feel like yeah. those kind of moments and in Dr. Mario, you know what else is about Dr. And Mario? you're right. Like the, the starting off at, on those high levels, like I feel you can't do that in Tetris. Like, it, cause it's such a slow burn, right? You build up. Oh yeah. And even if you start at a higher level on, on Tetris, it's just, it's more of a mess. I don't know. I, like, I, I guess it's the same thing, but I like I like that the rush I, that you get from the start of a high level Dr. Mario thing because it is just that crisis of like, can you uh, turn this around so quickly? Yeah, I, and, I like uh, both yeah. for different reasons because like when I sit down to play Tetris by myself on any platform, uh, yeah. I know that I'm like I'm gonna be here a while. You know what I mean? Like I started yeah. out at level zero because I'm going for a high score, and I'm like, it's like that's I feel like the first few levels of Tetris are like you're just stretching. You know what I mean? And then and then you get yeah. that then you get into your workout when it gets going crazy. Whereas like what I and to do to this moment, I probably play Dr. Mario at least at least once a month on my Switch. I fired up on NES online and uh yeah. I crank her right up to level 20 every time. I'm like, "No, let's, yeah, just let's, go. let's go. I'll play it right on level 20." <laughs> and like if I get through level 20, then I'm like, "Hell yeah." Like that that alone I'm like that was my accomplishment. Like I'll keep going. But like that was my yeah. accomplishment. Whereas like uh, that can be a two minute game. Like I could fire it up yeah. and get dude. Because the thing about it, Doctor Mario, especially on those really high levels, like I said, if you can get through the first third of the screen, usually it's smooth sailing and you can put it to bed. Yeah. But that that first third of the screen, literally one mistake, and you yeah. are done. It comes off <laughs> the rails fast. There's no fixing it. And I love that like flying by the seat of your pants that comes with high end dr mario like you put it up to high speed and then play it on level 20 and it's like you'd better play a flawless game because otherwise it's done the only thing i wish is that i i wish that you could go up to like i wish you could start it higher than level 20 this show is sponsored by better help podcasting is a weird job because i talk to you nerds all the time every day i tell you all about my life the good and the bad the ugly I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. And you like, well, you'd be getting to a point. Well, I don't know how much more you can do without it being like, yeah, I don't unplayable, but it'd be nice. I mean, like, I don't know if there's a lot. I wish that if you like, once you beat level 20, even if there was just one more level where literally you had like three spaces on top and then the entire jar was just viruses. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just some kind of that like would be kind of interesting. beast mode, like just something. Um, yeah. But having said that, yeah, like, I guess that'd be the only that'd be the only step up I think you could do yeah. from what how they have it. Yeah. But ha- but like having said that, like I've been playing Doctor Mario for thirty years, and every single time I fire up Doctor Mario on level twenty, I'm like, it's probably. 60 40 that i'm not gonna complete this you know like yeah, i, I yeah, lose no, more than about i right you know uh yeah it, absolutely it's yeah. a great challenge well, that, and and that's actually the other in, uh good point too uh in terms of especially if you want something really quick like maybe you're just uh you don't know what to play you just want to or you're just trying to uh wait for a short amount of time you could do like Dr. Mario, you can do a level of that because it's a, usually it's just a finite amount of time. Like you, yeah. you, once you get all the viruses, you're done. Whereas Tetris could potentially go on forever. If you're really good at Tetris, it just keeps going. I've, and I've, had, it's, I've had games of Tetris that have gone like I've been playing. Te- I, if I play Tetris effect and just play marathon mode where there's no funky gimmicks, I've had games yeah. go three hours and yeah. then I've turned it off. Cause I'm like, all right, I've had enough of this. Whereas, yeah, I just like, got to give, I, I have a life to lead. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like that 10 yeah. minutes it takes to beat level 20 on Dr. Mario. I can literally yeah. beat that level and then turn it off and be like, that's I'm done. Yeah. Like that was my, it it's is. like doing a Sudoku. I'm like, that was my little puzzle that I did. Yes. And now I'm done. Actually, that's a, that's a really good comparison. Like I, and I, I think that this is why it's also an appeal too, because I, I, with all of these games, I feel there's a certain limit you have with it. Like I, I feel you, uh, because it is this distilled video game experience. It also means that there's not a lot of fluff on it. There's not a lot of extra things to it. It's straightforward. You there, there's not much that changes, but it, it also means that you probably will get a little tired of it. Uh, and you want to do something else. And uh, I think that's where that strength of Dr. Mario of just playing it for, just for a few minutes yeah, um, is a little bit more appealing, I suppose. Yeah. No, yeah. it's dude. It's, a, it's such a, it's such a killer puzzle game. And I, we would be remiss if we didn't just quickly, I know we've kind of said it in passing a couple of times, yeah. but uh, you guys will have already heard it during this episode, but like, I, this is one of the, like, I will lie to you, like, when I play Tetris by myself, I usually either listen to, like, my music on my phone or I listen to a podcast. Uh, Right. I love the music in Dr. Mario. Like, Fever and Chill, I can flip between those two songs and never get tired of them. Oh, so good. They're so addictive. It is true, because, like, as, as we've talked about before, like, a lot of music on the NES... Uh, it doesn't stand out really like uh, it, or it's difficult to really, you know, get something iconic. But that was like one of the things I do remember about Dr. Mario is like, no, music is pretty good. At yeah, this. that like, like everybody knows that like, like everybody, you heard that song and like nine out of 10 people listening to this right away are like, Dr. Mario. Like, I know that. I know that like the other song, because I think that's fever and then chill is the. The like, the bum, bum, dun, 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 dun. I don't, I'm not gonna do it, but it's the different one. Yeah, I, I like both, but Fever yeah. is just so iconic. Like I, yeah. I, I almost, almost put that song up there with like maybe it's not quite on that like the the the, the Super Mario Brothers theme level, sure. but like it's a tier below it. Like that's a song everybody knows. It's so good. Yeah, because uh. well, there's only like a handful of uh, 
pieces of music from the NES era that I think people could probably recognize. Uh, and like, once again, people who play the NES, uh, you know, everything else would be more difficult to remember. I think, you know, I, I'm thinking you punch out, you'd probably remember, uh, you know, some Mega Man levels, uh, you know, Zelda, Zelda, yeah. like there's a few, but I, I think Dr. Mario would probably rank up there. I think with puzzle uh, games, like, and I'm, I am speaking way over my head right now. I'm not intelligent enough to know if this is even remotely accurate, but I have to imagine. No, like, just say, say it, say it with confidence. All right. And <clears> then <throat> that, that fools everybody. You read it somewhere. <laughs> When you play a puzzle video game, your brain just subconsciously <laughs> memorizes the song because while you're hearing it and enjoying it, it's almost out of body. It, well, like it kind of is because like you focus on the game, but you don't like yeah. when you're playing Mega Man or Punch Out, and you're in like a, in a an intense fight or a battle or something. Like, sure, the music's great, but like there's moments where you're not even really listening to music. You're so dialed yeah. in. Whereas like Doctor yeah. Mario, unless you're right at the top of the screen and you're so focused on it. It's almost like Tetris where that song just kind of like sticks to your subconscious while you just kind of flow yeah. into the zone of playing. You know what I mean? Like you almost space out yeah, while it, you're playing it. Yeah. It, well, it fits in with the experience really well. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. One criticism. We're going to wrap this up in a minute. I wish when you played mm -hmm. two player, the second player was Dr. Luigi. That's a big stick. <laughs> that always has irritated me. I feel like this was the first time they really threw shade at Luigi and it was far from the last where they were just like, nah, forget him. He, you know, I have a, th I have a theory. This is my theory. Uh, I actually think that Luigi's the only plumber. Uh, he's the one that's back in Brooklyn, uh, fixing the toilets and running the business. Meanwhile, Mario's like pretending to be a doctor having his midlife crisis as he likes, I'm going to play tennis now or whatever. Like he's doing that a lot more often than Luigi is. I like it. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> dude, Mario, Mario is Homer at this point. Like, there's an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> there's an episode of The Simpsons, and I don't remember which one it is. It's not one of the great episodes, but like Homer. No, Carl, he lists off all of his yeah, jobs or whatever. Car Carl looks at Lenny and he's like, "Does he still work here?" Like talking about Homer because he's always just got these other random jobs. That's Mario yeah. at this point. Yeah, you're right. Luigi's like out busting his ass. And Mario's just running off, dude, all these stupid zany, I'm going to be this now. Like, he's Homer. He just has these, like, all these weird new fucking jobs that he decides they're his now. But um, you, I bet Luigi had, a, like, a, like a, a, a thriving plumbing business. And Mario was, like, down on his luck. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, he got, he was eating just any mushroom he came across. And it was like, you need to get your life together. And then, uh, and, and Mario just like sees, uh, you know, Luigi takes him under his arm, like, yeah, join me. You can help me be a plumber. And then once Mario got back on his feet, uh, then his, uh, manic energy just overtook him and then, you know, like let him all over the place. Yeah. This could be, we could do a whole episode about the theories about Mario and Luigi, but I, I, I gotta be honest with you, man. Like I'm. I know that like, like it's not even like, so David and I are both comedians and like in the comedy business, like there's a term called like hack and like hacky jokes. And what it is, is just making a joke that like everyone has made. Everyone has made. Yeah. And I know that the, like, he's not a really a doctor. Like I understand that it's kind of a hacky video game joke that like we've all said, and it makes no sense mm -hmm. that they decided that Mario's a doctor. Quite frankly, I don't think he should be in smash brothers. I just, that bothers me a bit that I'm like, why is Doctor, like, I'd rather see Paper Mario 
in Smash Brothers than Dr. Mario, but because, that's... Because he's, like, he's more of a different thing. Exactly. Yeah. Dr. Mario's just Mario, but he shoots pills instead of fireballs. I hate it. But yeah. I will say that, like, I... I like, adore is the right word. Like, I adore Dr. Mario. Like, I love this video game so much. And straight up, going back to what we were talking about near the beginning of the show, no chance in hell I would have played this as a kid if Mario hadn't been on the cover. Like, I rented yep. it as a kid 100%. because Mario's on the box. So, yep. I'm glad that they... And I feel like this was, like, one of the first... Maybe the first? One of the first times for sure that Nintendo started this trend of bastardizing Mario and just putting him into every yeah. franchise ever. And the thing is, is like... No, 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 no. Not the, not the first time. Which one am I missing? Punch Out. Oh, right. Punch He's Out. A ref. He's a ref, yeah. But even that, though, that it's was not like they like called a, it... That was a throwaway. Yeah, they didn't call it Mario Punch. Moment. Although they probably... Yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. They probably could have, instead of paying Mike Tyson. There was a discussion. Yeah, Mario <laughs> Punch. He's the final boss. Turns out when he takes it, he's like groundskeeper Willie. Like when he's wearing his coveralls, he's fat. But then when he takes them off, he's just, well, he's ripped. just And then that's the final fight. But like, I'm, I'm well, glad. Because of they, all the, it, what's that? All these pills he takes. Yeah. It's, it's all, all the, the pills steroids. Takes, it's steroids. It's just straight he's up. Just steroids. eating whatever colored pills that come along his way. He's just now, <laughs> he's roided out now. I'm just so glad they... Oh, yeah, and for the record, I wanted to say, everybody, I know that the Wii U had Dr. Luigi. Just because we were joking, I was getting mad that there was no Luigi. I know that it was Dr. Luigi. Uh, but I'm so glad that they decided to make this game into him because it's probably my number two puzzle game after Tetris, Dr. Mario is. Like, yeah. I, I could play Dr. Mario every day. Frankly, I wish they did more with it. I actually thought the mobile game didn't completely suck, but I would love... I'm mm. God, I wish we just would get a Switch Dr. Mario, like just a new Dr. Mario game. Like, because I, I yeah. just, I just love this game so much. Um, I'm ready to score it and it's going to be high. Or is there anything, did we miss anything? <laughs> is there anything else you could think of that we didn't praise about Dr. Mario or anything else to crap on? If there's anything else you hate, I don't think there's anything else to hate no, about this game. No, like, I mean, it, it does what it does, you know, like, I, I don't think it's not like a deep experience or anything like that, but that's because the, the, the distilled video game experience. Yeah. It's a different kind of a thing. It does what and it does. It, it does it really yeah. well. Yeah. And it does, I was just going to say, it does what it does incredibly well. It's so good at what yeah. it is. Um, all right. You know what? Like everyone knows that like level 20 is like the big level 20. So, or the big level. So, uh, out of 20, what would you score? Doc? And like, we're not talking the France. We'll just talk NES talk to Mario. What would you score? Dr. Mario. NES. 20? <sighs> oh, sorry. Quick, now, quickly. The, mm -hmm. just wanted to shout out uh there are games that don't age well and there are games that mm -hmm. do this game has aged perfectly i wouldn't necessarily yes. say it's gotten better but it is as no. playable right now as it was 20 30 years ago just i just wanted to say this like i'm glad that this isn't one of those ones where you have to be like well back then it would have been this but now it's this i feel like a score you yeah. get this game right now would apply to the exact the same. same way in 1990. I just wanted to get that in there. Sorry. No. Well, and I was going to actually make that point because you, oh. every time I come on, I, I've, I've, you've, I've always made that point of like, uh, back. Yes. Yeah. Because it is, uh, it is easy. It's the same way with like, you can release Tetris now on anything and it's fine. Like it, Tetris is Tetris. Yeah. Dr. Mario is Dr. Mario. Uh, and that's really speaks to it. So I think, Man, I have I haven't played this in ages, and maybe I should play it again. Yeah, um, you, should. you should. Uh, 
Now, I'm not wild about these kind of puzzle games. I'll play them. So I think I'm going to put, I I feel with my experience on it, it's probably like around a 16, probably. It's it's good. Like, it does. If you're wanting a puzzle game, it does what you want it to do. It's, uh, but yeah. I, I, but it still holds up now. It probably holds up more than a lot of the other games we talked about in from the NES. Agreed. Because I, every other game, every other game, you can improve upon it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I think this is one of the best aged games on the NES. Like, I'd probably get in around. I was gonna go nineteen out of twenty. I'm gonna go eighteen, and the only reason I'm gonna go eighteen instead of nineteen is that the only thing with this game is that, like I said, once you beat level twenty, then you're kind of like, all right. Else. Whereas like Tetris, I'm always looking for a better score and stuff like that. Dr. Mario, right. I beat level 20. And like at once, dude, when you're halfway through level 20, then it frankly becomes kind of boring. Like I, I just like that yeah. top rush. And then I'm like, okay, well, I got through that. Like now I can beat the rest of this. This is easy. Um, yeah, yeah. It's almost the opposite of Tetris where it gets easier as you get further into a level. Whereas Tetris gets harder the farther you get into yes. it. You know? Because it gets faster and faster. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, yeah. So, but yeah, great game. Yeah. I, I, I have want, dude. This was, uh, frankly, we probably sh- Doctor Mario should have been covered back in like the infant days of the podcast because I love this I game. Honestly, I, I did not know that you liked this game so much. Like I thought you when you asked me to do this, I'm, I thought you were just like somebody suggested it. I know. Yeah, I could talk about. It. But uh, you were like running out of NES titles or something like that. Sure, like, oh, yeah. No, it, my mom played it. Yeah, sure, I'll talk about it. Honestly, like we're getting, like I, I won't lie to you. Like we have covered most of my favorite childhood games on this show at some point. Most, not all, but yeah. most. But this was one that, like, for whatever reason, I think for a while I was skeptical we could do an episode about Doctor Mario. Like I was like, is there? And I'm gonna here's your. Here's, I know people are gonna pop for this. I was like, is there enough meat on the bone? I fucking say that way too often. But I was like, is there enough here for yeah. an episode? But then when we did Tetris and we did Duck Hunt, and I was like, dude, if I if we can do an episode of this podcast about Duck Hunt and it doesn't suck, we can do Doctor Mario. Like there's more yes. here. So that was. I feel like a wrong has finally been righted, and it feels good. <laughs> I, it feels great. Um, listen, David, first of all, thank you for being mm-hmm. on the show as you always do. And uh, I know mm-hmm. for a fact there are members of our community that enjoy your wares aside from your uh, sporadic appearances here on Remember the Game. So if people want to hear you talk about other things, what yeah. are you talking about and where can they hear you say those things? <laughs> Horrible plot. Uh, Horrible plot. Uh, <laughs> horrible salesman this, i am not but where where what, what else what's your other horrible podcast? lob what's your other but yeah, uh, it was yeah it was yeah uh the so i am a part of a sketch uh comedy group called the debutantes and we are doing uh an actual play uh, uh of a role-playing game that's coming out soon made by an edmonton game designer uh, it's called the game is called Slug Blaster, but the podcast itself uh, is Quantum Kickflip, and the premise of it is it's uh, set in uh, 1999, and it's about uh, teens that are sneaking into other dimensions to have all sorts of uh, wild adventures. Uh, like for instance, one of the adventures that uh, we've done is like the the kids sneak into like this music festival several dimensions over where you know like what does that look like there and you know uh sometimes we are sneaking and trying to steal something from this like weird jungle planet whatever it's just it's it's like combining 
I don't know, like Tony Hawk pro skater with like, uh, what'd be a good, like kids that sneak it, do uh, rap scaling things. Hmm. Hmm. Animaniacs. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like I was Vegas. thinking too. And I was like, uh, I was going to be like South park, but I was like, you guys aren't fucking nearly as rough as South park, but Animaniacs we're, we're, we're is a great pull. That's a great pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have it's it's a lot of fun. We uh, and we are uh, so proud of it. We we've been very happy with how it's turned out. We've had gotten some uh, great reactions from people, and uh, it's definitely been a fun project to work on during the pandemic when you couldn't really uh, perform. Yep. Uh, and uh, but the thing is, we're going to keep going with it. It's uh, been really re- rewarding. So look up Quantum Kickflip, and uh, you can find it in all the different things hell yeah. you know and the social yeah. media is in the description of this podcast as well so if you guys are looking yeah. for where to find it just check out uh just read the i don't think anyone ever reads the descriptions but if you do or if you've never have before fucking i work hard on them fucking read the goddamn descriptions but look for david's yep. information because it's in there and I, i'm not yep. just guys it's not like david's paying me to fucking say this i know for a fact many members of our community listen and enjoy and talk about uh uh quantum quick quantum kickflip people have told me that it's better than my show which is fucking <laughs> fair enough, motherfuckers. Yes. But, uh, but check I mean, it out. we're also doing two different things. Like well, one's a narrative. No, nah, you listen, you can't argue with them, all right? They're just, they're fucking animals. That's the problem. They're all Actually, just little SOBs. I, well, yeah. <laughs> Are you Gabba or something? Yeah, yeah. That uh, ought to hold those SOBs. That's a Like, we were talking about uh, video game music earlier. And, like, one of the things that I'm so. Uh, amazed at with this podcast is that uh, Robin Slack, he's the the game master for uh, for the show. He also makes all the music, and he frequently, uh, well, he makes all the music for the for the show throughout all of it. And he's even taken uh, the thing where uh, my character is a, a uh, comes from uh, Philadelphia. He, uh, he's uh, he's like Rocky in a lot of regards. He's just a tough son of a gun. And you know, at one point, I did like the whole training montage thing where I'm describing it, and I kind of offhandedly did like the punch out theme of uh, and just verbal verbalized it. And then he took that and he made the music to match up with that, but then made the song different so that it was not just copying punch out. Like he oh, mo- he was. He's so good with all of that. And then and it's great video game music. That's the other thing. He's actually put all that music uh, and turned it into loops so you can, you know, use it for your own uh, games at home or whatever. And, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Just for the music alone, it's good. Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, it's incredibly well, uh, well received. So you guys check it out. And uh, buddy, thank you so much for doing Yay. this. And hopefully, uh, yeah, you know, I was going to say, we won't wait too long. But I don't feel like it's been that long since you and I did. I haven't recorded any of these in forever. We're on like a heater yeah. right now. And like earlier today, we recorded one about uh, Skate or Die. And that episode, <laughs> Angry Adam, people have already heard it by the time this episode goes live. Angry Adam made an appearance on Skate or Die. God, I hate that fucking game. Whereas <laughs> this one was the exact opposite. This game was so much fun. And I love Dr. Mario, and this was great. And uh, it was just good talking to you, buddy. So thank you very much. I appreciate it.
that's going to do it for this week's episode. David, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking to Dr. Mario with me. And to every single one of you nerds listening right now, thank you so much for giving us a chance. Whether this is your first episode, your 164th episode, whether you support us on Patreon, or you've let us a good review, or you just ignore me altogether and secretly just mooch off my podcast library, I don't give a fuck. Regardless, if you're hearing my voice right now, Thank you so much. We had a record-breaking month in August. We've cracked 30,000 downloads a month. We were at 10,000 downloads a month less than a year ago. That's how much we fucking have grown. It's just, it's it, it's so humbling. It's so awesome. I'm so excited to see what the future holds. Uh, onward and upward. I have no plans on missing weeks of the episodes or anything like that. Next week for episode 165, it's going to be another one of our revisited series as we've done with episode 105, 115, 125, et cetera, so on. When we talk about games we talked about in the very infant days of Remember the Game when we didn't know what we were doing. And next week, my old buddy Mark McHugh will be returning to the podcast and we're going to talk about the Mario Party franchise. Not any one game in particular because they really all kind of blend into each other, but we're going to take another look at Mario Party, which, look at your palm right now, Have you got a scar from burning a fucking hole in the middle of it? Because if so, you should turn into this episode because that means you grew up playing Mario Party. So I'm going to get out of here, thank our Patreons, and get on with my life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you again in seven days or less. If you're a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Two bucks a month. You help me stay this, keep this thing going. And I give you podcasts on every Thursday and Friday. And I'm looking at it on my phone right now. It says there's 160, I don't know. I okay I'm not actually looking at it on my phone right now I brought it up on my phone but my phone just crashed and it's not saying it but there's like 160 some extra podcasts waiting right now on the podcast feed that are available instantly for two bucks a month and tomorrow for expansion pass we'll be talking about things we miss about retro gaming so thanks everybody I appreciate you all very much I love you I'll talk to you again soon clean your controls wash your hands be safe get vaccinated I don't usually talk about that but please just get vaccinated just be safe all right and I'll talk to you guys again later cheers Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. So I would like to take a moment to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game. And holy fuck, this list is getting long. Here we go. Get comfortable, everybody. Here we go. A huge thank you to Dave, Makeshift Mallow Money, Todd, Joe Buck, Ben Drinkin, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Freezer Burnt, Tyler, Michael Mathis, Fake McHugh, Josh from Press Start to Join, Jeffrey Mathis, Shaley, Keegs in his Stupid Arrow Handle, Jin and Chris, James Clark, Sean Razine, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Joe Gillespie, Nathan Warzica, Ashley Cronenbitter, Ben Bullia, Slick Rick, Evan Refuse, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Josh Morgan, Charlie Madero, Scott V, Rex Sheldon, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Divalk, Luca Reskino, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Joe Mack, Desert Tortoise, Jordan, Duow, Kevin Hufford, Jason Cortez, The Good Enough Gamer, Fraser Burns, Brian McKay, Alex Martinez, April Sane, Nick Sills, Vladstein, Kyle Paul, Mark 209, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Matt Brown, Ben Boucher, Angry Ticks, Aaron Cuphall, Dan T, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Mackenzie Wheeler, Brandon O'Brien, Chris Campbell, Chuck Schlarp, Wyman Brooks, Yamcha, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Adam Chirello, Dario Omen, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Miklos Blackshaw, The T Word, Michael Hegg, Mr. Nick, Matt McLean, Brian Ransom, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, White Burrow, Chris Knife 007, Nathan Tromblay, Mark Jones, A Town, 
Andre SJ Flash, Brian Medeiros, Tom Kite, Danny Vega, David Ray, Geek Life Radio, Morgan, Ryan Yeager, John Quack, Zane Donovan, Adam J, S2S, Jer Bear, Arpad Botos, Ryan Kinchin, Tommy Reynolds, Defunct, Mike Maloney, Christopher Russell, Brian Bayshore, Retro Ghosty Ghost, X Water, Vincent L, Very Cool Dude, Jay Clutch, Starl Probin, Tim Riel, The Giraffe, Jared, PB McFadden, G9PSX, Tim L, Dominic S. Thompson, Martin Greenwood, David Schnatterer, Mulverine Foot Films, Peebs, Silver Grunion, Mr. Satan, Raging Demon, Poops Loomis, 8-Bit Bovey, Pat Duddy, MPG and Buffalo, James Anderson, Amy Gillen, Dana Wuchral, That One Kid Nick, Potato Bob Guy, Mad Shibs, Mercury869, Derek Jane, Rodrigo Tamazi, Kelly, Jesse Clark, Pi Messiah, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, Brocken Newcomb, Zootroy, Mfelf, A Novel Console, Kfabe5150, Example Text, AJ Jones, JB Retromania, Ferdy Martinez, Troy Zuniak, Brendan Hine, Boognish, Wolfgang Darren, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Mr. Me Seeks 0406, Derpimus Prime, Seriously Ron P, Sam Wright, Retro Bismol, Andy Hudson, John Byrne 86, Paul Buller, Joshua Davis, Stefan Fukasawa, Thor the Hammered, Kinslayer, Rogue Agent, Jafar. There's still 200 more of these. Mick, thank you. Mick Jr., Mega Man 2 OG, Good A, Goth C, Dane, Aaron Baker, Lord Finish, K Jam, Chris Coplian, Spencer C. Weiss, Mandingo 2021, The Saturnian, Cody Poland, JMC, Logan Hale, Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Super Nintendo Dudes, Nathan Freak, Mike Burks, Trevor Sevenoaks, Ryan McCowan, Kerry Waka Waka, Fob, Paul Zoe, Wolf Magic K21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlond, Raul Aguiar, I Worked at Subway, David Phillips, Corey Street, Gary Heather, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, John DeJazzo, Tense Sparkster, Omega 88, Swedish Fish, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Tim Chombo, Chowdy Laudy, Joseph Gonzalez, Dan Wagner, Daniel McKee, Candido, K Cuz, Guest House Productions, Bones 02, S2 Von 5000, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Seth Mayfield, Tom Calvert, Chris Freeman, Kyle Bolton, Scarlett, Zonko 504, Lee Sparks, a Sharp J, Oprah's Iron Fist, Tom Maya, Adam Ferrer, Russell Aldridge, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Big G, Shannon Willis, Scott Roseberry, Karth from KOTOR, Sean Radford, Chance McCoy, Josh Valentini, Hammond Egger, Ronnie Sachs, PK, Jeff Bergeron, Ian Watts, Dale Baker, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen the Game Furchuck, Super Dave, Plucky Beast, Matthew Day, Broken Spoilers, Harmonies David, Game Nomad Misi, Tristan, Jerry Robinson, Emily Luna, Kenneth Michael Brown, Leigh Evans, Daniel Stidham, Darth Obvious, Mark or Master Boy, Leon Napscog, Trapper Keeper 1000, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Rob Strothman, Ryan Groinus, Kaiser Dragon, Pee Pee Poo Poo Cuckoo Pants, Kyle Dodd, Jared Boschlian, Stu, <laughs> Stu Bergerick, Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Barrow, 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 I don't know, The Gray Bearded, <laughs> the gray bearded One, Dan Taylor, Swanny, Hayes87, Lukey Mull, Danny Proudfoot, John Woodruff, Angel Cortez, Dusty Salad, Chris Meisner, Randy Barrage, Neo Nevis, Andy Spilling, Brian Spritzer, Michael Clark, Chalupa Cabra, Thomas Simmons, Sean Barrett, Byron, Rocker Dude, Saskatchewan River Pirate, What Great Gaming, Mikey NL83, I Am the Mutt, Juga, Brian Sherborne, Joseph Champity, Champ- Oh, God, I'm sorry. I suck at this. Just a Fish, Adam Stank, Generic Shilling, Nope Cube, Beth, Rob Kingsley, 
Benny MD, Shadow Annex 626, Vomit the Soul, Strife 89, Thermopolis, Paul Rutkowski, Liam, Mike or Mika Avil, Chris Daniels, Gareth Dunn, Matt Denzalo, Evan, King Caruso 64, Davy Boy, Michael Bayshore, Eric Chavinius, Matthew and Jules Forever, Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Dan S, Adam Goldstein, Beagle the Butch, Austin Oresti, Matt High, Nemo Sandoval, Matthew Centrone, Grim Reaper, Hostile Badger, Thomas Hansen, Zach Shepard, Stefan, Andy Cunningham, Black Silver, Bill Mumphrey's, Billy Mumphrey's Downfall, Rico Argentieri, Brian W., Chris Dickin, Jungle Dumpster, Jay Hampton, Alicia Oda, Rage Mo, Thomas G., Man of Few Words, Hans Gruber, Dylan Flora, Max Jack- Jackson M., Joseph Oblivion, Craig Sutherland, Rob Sirino, Pat Myaz, Matthew... D'Amico and Daja 1K12. If I fucked your name up in there, consider it a badge of honor because I suck at this. Holy fuck. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to thank everybody. I'll keep thanking everybody. We'll see. When we hit a thousand, if we hit a thousand, maybe we'll see about it. Holy cow. I got to go drink some water. Thanks for the support, everybody. I'll talk to you again next week. Cheers.